Blazer fans, welcome back to episode number 64 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And Steve, we've got, a, we've got another game uh, this, you know, this week. This Friday afternoon game is the uh, Texas El Paso Miners come into Protective Stadium. And somehow, buddy, we we, we still got to get over that game last week. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got to turn that page. It's a, you know, it's a hard page to turn. There's a, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of glue or something on that page and keeping it stuck, but uh, you, you got to get past that and, you know, find a way to, um, you know, to end this regular season on a high note and, uh, you know, send some, you know, I think they, I think they're saying there's going to be 20 seniors, um, you know, send them out, you know, it'll be interesting to see who the seniors are, you know, yeah. because with the thing that happened, you know, with the COVID last year and the, you know, getting that free season, there's a lot of guys listed as seniors that they you know really have an option of of another year, and um, so it'll be interesting to see what you know what those guys. I, I really believe that um, you know anybody that's honored on Saturday is going to be moving on for sure. Uh, so you know, uh, I, I don't think um, you know. I, I just think it's kind of going to be like that. Um, yeah, yeah, and on Friday too, not Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Friday, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, I'm losing. Yeah, but um, on Friday, and, and so I, I think that uh, you know that'll be kind of interesting. But you know, I, I, you know, I think you, you know, you also, you, yeah, you can't let that game give you two two losses, and yeah, um, and even three with the bowl game if you st- <laughs> if it lingers, right? You you got to let it. Uh, you got to move on, you know, and that's just part of this game. It's not, it's not easy. Um, I mean, I've been in a funk all week, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm thinking of the game, I've been in a funk and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, they have, cause, um, it was, it was a tough one, but, um, you can't, you, you got to move forward. And I, you know, I think, I think they will, <clears throat> I think, you know, they're competitors and, um, you, you got to be a competitor and, you know, we'll see. I, I know when, the, when the season before we even kick the season off, you know, you're looking at the schedule and kind of <laughs> analyzing it and thinking about it. And, you know, I thought all along this game was going to be a tough game uh, coming up, you know, the three games before, you know, um, and, and no matter what the record was, I thought it's going to be a tough game just emotionally to get ready for. I didn't know at the time that this is also a really good team you're playing. You know? <laughs> I mean, at the time I thought, well, you know, it's, it's just UTEP and, Right. Yeah, they got some players, but they're not gonna, you know, not gonna be great and they're not gonna be very good. And, you know, it's just be tough to get up for. But now not only you have to find a way to, to get up for this game, you gotta play a good team, you know. So so that's that adds to sort of the 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 you know, the um issue, I guess. And and so, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's it, we'll see. I think we'll see quick whether you know whether they <laughs> whether they have an interest in and I, I think they will, but um, but it's it's certainly not guaranteed until you see it. Yeah, no doubt. And guys, uh, kickoff is going to be at one o'clock uh, p.m. Central Time Friday afternoon. Um, hopefully, everybody, you know, if you can, make it out to Protective Stadium. And in fact, right now, I know the uh, UAB uh, ticket office is running a special for twelve dollar tickets. Uh, so just go to uabsports.com to. Uh, get a ticket for this Friday and just help honor those seniors, you know, that have done so much for this UAB football program. Um, so definitely, you know, hope that we can get the W, you know, for them to send them out um, the right way. And of course, you know, we still got the bowl game to look forward to as well, but just looking at this UTEP, you know, 2021 uh, minors football team, 
Um, I mean, like Steve just said, they're seven and four, four and three in Conference USA. This is not your typical UTEP team that we see every year. You know, normally they're coming in here with just maybe one or two wins in the season. But, you know, Dana Demmel, you've got to give him a lot of credit uh, for the work he's done uh, this year with this team. And, and in just a few minutes, I'll roll my interview that I had with Adrian Brodus, who does a great job covering UTEP. Uh, definitely give him a follow at Twitter at Adrian Brodus, um, but he hosts uh, Minor Talk and is also on 600 uh, ESPN El Paso. Um, but this is a good team, you know, and um, so I hope UAB is able to put what happened in San Antonio last Saturday to uh, to rest. Uh, Steve, I can't lie, man. It's it's really been bugging me all week as well. Um, I, I did go back and rewatch uh, the, uh, the 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 ESPN Plus. Uh, broadcast and i also went back and listened to the radio broadcast on top of just on social media seeing because you know i've got you know a lot of respect for utsa which i know you do as well steve and we see you know their their fans are happy you know and they're resharing highlight videos and everything it's just i don't know it's hard for me to get over it and you know if, if we're both you know having a hard time get over it I, I can't imagine how the players are right now um you know to get up on a short week to play this game Friday afternoon. Um, I just hope that they're able to, you know, like you said, turn the page and send those seniors out on a high note. Yeah. And I, you know, I do think that, you know, again, they're competitors and, you know, when it's, uh, when they have a chance to play, they're going, they're going to play, you know, and I, I think they'll, they'll do that. Um, you know, that, the thing about that game last week, it's, it's never going to go away. You know I mean? No. It'll be, you know, you, you know, it, you get over it and you move on. I mean, I think that, you know, for the most part, everybody, you know, they've moved on, but, you know, you, you really never kind of wonder what if, or, or forget about what if, and, you know, uh, what, what, if this would happen, what if I'd have done this, you know, mm -hmm. what if, what if I'd have knocked the ball down instead of tipped it, you know, just stuff that, um, just little things, you know, uh, that, that, that turn into big things. Um, you know, just, you just know that there's decisions made by everybody in that game, players, coaches, trainers you know, i mean everybody you know there's decisions made that uh that you've got to um analyze you know and 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 whether it be internally or or you know internally within yourself or internally within the program you've got right. to analyze some things and, and and they have and and they'll continue to do that and um you know it's just um but you know again we we got to move past that and they you know they got to move past that fans have to move past that really need Really need a great, you know, a better atmosphere out there than than than, than we've had in some of the mm -hmm. games here. And and uh, I mean, you just look at the atmosphere that we just came from, and um, and the players see that, you know. I mean, and and see that and think that boy, this is. I mean, that was a special atmosphere, um, you know. And and part of it's the building. I mean, it, it is, um, but the main part of it is the people that were in the building, and, right. and they made it. They made a difference in that game, and. It's, you know, UAB needs to get where protective is that kind of difference. You know, now it's not going to hold the noise like a dome does, but um, you get, you know, if you get a lot of people out there and you, you know, make some noise and you can make a difference. And so that's got to, you know, that needs to happen moving forward. And, um, you know, for right now, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, as many people come out on, on, on Friday and, 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 you know, and let Friday be the focus and not, yes. let, be, you know, not let it be the focus at, you know that the, that you're not playing for a championship and you lost that game, and that's hard. Now, uh, you know when you when when you publicly, like Coach Clark says over and over, I mean they play for to win a championship, and 
and and that's what they they break on you know their huddles on champ champions and you know uh, that type of thing it's hard when when that's mathematically eliminated it is hard to move forward yeah because it's like man that was that was our first goal our main goal yeah Uh, but you know these guys have a lot of pride too so so you know uh, and and it's a good football team that's that's the other thing you know uab's got a good football team so if if they go out and play like to their capability and play with passion and and care then you know that they'll be able to win this game on friday and and i think they will i really do think they will yeah well let's let's talk about this utep team um the the, the offense really revolves around that quarterback uh, gavin hardison who i think you know has one of the strongest arms in the conference um and maybe honestly my one of the strongest uh arms that UAB has played this year. Um, but the, also the good thing is, is that sometimes he makes uh, bad decisions. You know, you look at his stats, um, he's got 16 TDs uh, to 11 uh, interceptions. So if you can force him into some bad reads, put some pressure on him, um, he has uh, shown that he can make some uh, bad decisions. Now, granted, he's also thrown for over 2,700 yards um, this season. So that'll be something to, you know, watch for. And, you know, in my interview with Adrian, you know, we kind of talk about, uh, Gavin Hardison in the year he's having this year, um, compared to last year. And, you know, UAB didn't get to play UTEP last year. That was one of the cancellations that we had in the 2020 season, but right. yeah, Hardison, I mean, very talented, really strong arm. Um, but, can be forced into some bad reads. Now the guy that he's going to be 99.9% throwing the ball to is going to be Jacob Cowling. And this guy, I mean, he's going to play in the NFL in a couple of years. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, but if you can somehow put pressure on Hardison and maybe just keep a couple bodies on Cowling, I like UAB's chances this Friday. Yeah, now now putting pressure hadn't been easy though. I mean, I think they've no. only given up 15 sacks this year, and then that's yeah. not, that's not a lot, you know. And and, and it's not just um, you know scheme type thing. You know, get the ball out quick and that type of thing. They like to go down the field some too, and and so they're going to have to. UAB is going to have certainly have to impose himself, you know, their will on 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 you know and, and beat them up front to uh, you know to get pressure on them, you know. And uh, now now you know we talk about Harson real quick is. Is uh, you know they didn't see him last year, but they did see him the year before. You know, he, that, um, when he was a true freshman um, at Legion Field in 2019, they uh, that was a game that Mike Loxley uh, got hurt early or fairly That's early, right. and That's they right. they brought him in and nobody he wasn't even on a depth chart. I mean, no, nobody even knew who he was, and um, and and you know the UAB folks definitely didn't know play. I mean, coaching staff, you know, they had to scramble to figure out who the guy was. And he threw for 220 yards against him in a touchdown. Just, and you could see his arm strength back then. That was one thing that was, was just kind of slapped you in the face a little bit, man. He just, he had some arm strength. And that was, you know, that was two years ago. So they have seen him. Uh, now they hadn't seen this version of him because yeah. he's, you know, now he's a, he's experienced and knows what he's doing. And, you know, then he just kind of came in and, sl- and slinging the ball around. Um, but, uh, you know, so he they have seen him a little bit, but you know, Cowing's dynamic. Uh, you know, that's that's going to be important to, uh, you know, to figure out a way to to uh, minimize what what he does to you. You know, you're, you're not going to shut him down. No, but you know, if you can minimize it and you know keep him from making a big play, keep him in front of you and that type of thing, 
um, you know, I think it's going to be huge. And, um, but, you know, they also have, they have an okay running game. I mean, they have, um, you know, uh, Ronald A. Watt. That, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. You know, he's, he's it is, yeah. almost 800 yards, you know. And um, so, so they, they, you know, they can move the ball a little bit both ways. But, um, you know, I think the first, I guess, thing to stop would be Cowing and um, or Hardison and Cowing. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. Like, and you look at just last week, you know, uh, UTEP played Rice last week, and I mean, Hardison had a career day. I mean, he threw 23 or 35 for 366 yards and a couple touchdowns. And of those 23 receptions, 11 of them was Jacob Cowing, 11 receptions for 170 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, it sounds real simple, but yeah, you have to stop Cowing or at least limit Cowing. Um, not, don't let him get going and don't let him, uh, you know, because if he makes that first guy miss, I mean, he's pretty much guaranteed to get 20, 30 yards on that reception. And that's going to be the key. It's just UAB is going to have to, I guess, tackle well and just line up, you know, correctly on him and just make sure to just limit him if we can. Yeah, and I and I also think it's important to make sure that uh, Hardison doesn't, uh, doesn't get comfortable. Oh, know? yeah. Um, I mean, just, just get after him. You know, do what you can to, to, you know, make him uncomfortable and just, um, you know, just hopefully force him into some mistakes. But even even if not the mistakes, just the fact that he can't just, you know, sit back there and, you know, pick things out. He's got to do things in a hurry and, you know, and, and that type of thing. And so, um, you know, I think that's going to be that's going to be important. And, 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 you know, UAB, you know, I guess most teams this year, really probably everybody, but um, – but but Georgia has really been able to get pressure up front. Now, like the Liberty game, for example, they got pressure. They just didn't make the plays. Right. Um, so so they you know if they they've been able to for the most part pressure people it hadn't always showed up in sacks, but I think it's I think it showed up. And so you know for, they have they need to do that. You know they need to make him as uncomfortable as possible and let those you know those guys up front really you know have, have to work and have to you know, have to get the job done. And looking at the defensive side of the ball for the Miners, I mean, this is a pretty physical, you know, defensive front, again, that UAB faces this week um, with UTEP. Uh, they're only giving up about 100, well, they're 126 yards uh, on the ground per game. Um, and, I mean, that's something that hopefully we can get McBride going again and he can have another straight week of, you know, eclipsing that 100-yard mark and maybe hopefully get him 20-plus carries again and just let him – Take us on out of the. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's the thing. I mean, th- this team, I, I think this UTEP. Uh, you know, I like this defense. I think they're solid. You know, uh, but um, they're not as good against the run as UTSA was. I mean, right. coming in certainly, and you know, UAB had no problem running the ball. Uh, you know, had over 200 yards rushing, and obviously Dwayne McBride had a big day. So need to do that again. You know, and, and part of doing that is is for Dylan to have another solid day like he had you know and opening things up you know kind of passed open up the run sometimes you know and um you know i think that's that's what's that's what's been going on to me the last three weeks i think the last three weeks uab's offense has been really good you know even against marshall they, don't, they didn't score a lot of points but they were very had a very good day mm-hmm. uh but you know i think it's because they've been able to do both and and you know have you know been able to be solid on you know, both both running and and throwing the ball. So they need to do that again. Um, you know, Saturday, Friday, uh, 
Saturday they don't have to. Saturday they get to rest, but, but <laughs> right. Friday they need to do that. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's it's um, there's a lot of questions about what's going to happen on on Friday in, in my my mind, and it starts with, um, you know, how how UAB shows up. Like we said, it starts with how the fans show up. Starts with just mm-hmm. it starts with the ability to get past at least for now last week. Um, and, and, uh, and I, and I do like this. I do like this. I do like that UAB is a veteran guy, the veteran group, you know, they've yep. been around, they've seen a lot, you know, there's not a whole lot of young kids playing on, on UAB, you know, playing, getting playing time, um, for UAB. So I, I like that. I mean, I like that, you know, they, they, they've, they've been there, they've been around, they know what it takes and now they just got to go execute it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that really that first quarter Friday is going to tell a lot about, I think, how this, you know, this game is going to go. And hopefully UAB is able to. Honestly, if I'm Clark, I'm just, you know, if I if I win the coin toss, just give me the ball. You know, go ahead and set that tone yeah. on offense, score and put UTEP away early. Because if you if you keep this UTEP team in this game, things might not uh, bode well for UAB in the end. But I definitely think that this first quarter is going to be huge to decide uh what happens in this game Friday afternoon. Um, but guys, um, you know, as, you know, as I just mentioned earlier, definitely try to win this game uh, for those seniors, um, you know, that have done so much for this program, but also, Hey, my birthday's on Friday. So I would love nothing there more than to get a birthday present. Yeah, man, I'm getting old, but Hey, would love nothing more <laughs> than to get, get a, get a win, a blazer win. Yeah. To help celebrate my birthday. So dude, you don't know what old is, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm turning 30, man. Don't they say it's all downhill after that? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 double your age, so uh, it's really all downhill. But no, uh, no 30, 30, hey, 30's not bad. 30's not bad. You're still young. Um, there you, there you, know, you go. Still young. Um, there you, you go. Wait till you're a little older and try to get up every morning. And your back says no, and your legs say no, and your knees say no. <laughs> you know, but um, but. Early, happy early birthday to you and let's get uh let's get you a good birthday present on friday let's go and guys hey i i we definitely want to wish all of our uh you know, all the blazer fans and all of the listeners of the blazer victory podcast a happy and safe thanksgiving you know i hope everybody that's traveling you know safe travels eat a lot of good food um spend some time with friends and family and you know we'll See you guys at Protector Stadium Friday, hopefully, you know, to cheer on a Blazer victory and end this regular season on a high note. Um, But, guys, you know, Steve and I will be back hopefully uh, Saturday morning uh, to give you guys a recap about what happens against UTEP in that ballgame. But without further ado, I'll go ahead and roll my interview that I had with Adrian. Go Blazers. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, where I am pleased to be joined by Adrian Brodus. Adrian, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. How's everything going with you guys? It's great, man. Hey, and congrats on getting engaged. Um, that's pretty awesome, man. Hey, I, I really appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. We only get a chance to talk to each other uh, ever, <laughs> you know, once in a while, and that's a that's a shame, unfortunately. But we we both have our own things that we do and we're busy on our own ends but it's great to talk to you today and really appreciate the kind words definitely man and guys if you are not following adrian on twitter definitely give him a follow at adrian brodus that's b-r-o-a-d-d-u-s you know he does a great job um hosting minor talk 
and you can catch that on 600 ESPN El Paso. And Adrian, before we get started, man, I actually listened to the last monitor talk y'all had uh, after the uh, Rice game, and man, I, I was like, it's all going to be positive because I mean, it's a double-digit win, you know, for UTEP over Rice. <laughs> but some of the stuff, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know, man, it, it's crazy, John. And and I'll set the scene for you here in El Paso. It's uh, we and. We, we may have talked about this before, so if any of this is repetitive to your listeners, I apologize on that. But uh, UTEP is in the midst of the fourth year of Dana Dimmel's five-year deal. And throughout these three years before this season, uh, most of the fan response has been negative. Let's just call it what it is. And most of the fan base want, wanted to see improvement. They wanted to see a, a better brand of football, as they thought. And despite this team, flash forward all the way to now, uh, despite this team winning seven games, the fan base still has things to complain about. They're mm. still not sold on giving a an extension to Dana Dimmel. And uh, I, I think it makes for a really interesting finish to the season because UTEP, uh, before that win against Rice, they were on a three-game losing streak, and it, things were not going great for the Miners after they had, um, you know, got bo- gotten bowl eligibility for the first time since 2014. But now, I, I mean, to be honest with you, doing this, you know, now third season of Miner Talk, um, they, I'm not surprised to see the fan base still be a little skeptical about this team. Unfortunately for Co- uh, Coach Dana Dimmel, who's done a, you know, a, a formidable job of trying to revitalize this program. Unfortunately for him, he still hasn't won. Uh, the fan base completely back. Mm. Yeah, well, I'll be completely honest with you, Adrian. Um, you know, I, I love minor talk, but I'm kind of glad that uh, we don't do anything similar after that UTSA game because Lord knows what we <laughs> what we might have heard after that game Saturday night, man. Um, so oh, I definitely uh, kudos to you guys, you know, for doing that week in and week out. Um, uh, but I guess while we're talking about um, the UTSA game, I really don't want to talk about it a whole lot. But it, it was very interesting to see, you know, the video that you shared on your Twitter account um, talking with Dana Demmel at his presser about the uh, UTSA and UAB game. Can, can you talk a little bit about him? And I, I think he was just, you know, trying to say that, you know, the parody in Conference USA. But I'll, I'll let you um, explain that further. Yeah. So Dana Demmel, of course. The UTEP game is going on same time uh, UTSA is trying to mount the comeback. And so, of course, right. Dana Dimmel's not watching it live. He's he's watching it after the fact. So he's just probably watching more of UAB than anything else. I mean, let's be honest. Right. He's, he's probably trying to look at the Blazers more than anything. And uh, one of his biggest takeaways is he wasn't surprised at all. He wasn't surprised that UAB stayed in that game, that they could have won in that game. And he feels like, you know, even though, um, UTSA is undefeated right now. He feels like they're still a beatable team, and that this it just kind of shows that Conference USA is, um, you know, it has that kind of parity, and that you know, on any given Saturday, a team could beat one another. So yeah. I think that's what that's his big that was his biggest point. But beyond that, one of the biggest takeaways I got today from Dana Dimmel talking about this game is there have been people here in El Paso thinking, well is this a hangover game for the Blazers? Are, are the Bla- What do the Blazers really have to gain from winning on Friday against the Miners? And Dana Dimmel quickly dispelled all those notions right there. He said, no, that, that you know, everybody wants to win in this conference, that, that, you know, you see really good teams week after week. So he dispelled those uh, early storylines around this game. I, I would be curious, and I'll flip it to you. I, I'd be curious to see if that would be the case for this week, a little bit of a hangover following an emotional loss against UTSA. Oh, no doubt, Adrian. And that's, you know, honestly what I'm kind of worried about come this Friday. I mean, 
Blazer fans listening, I mean, this isn't your average UTEP team, you know, from the past few years. This is a really darn good UTEP minor team coming in and looking to, you know, get the W in protective and try to clinch that second uh, place in the West Division. And UAB, you know, coming off of that heartbreaking loss in San Antonio to UTSA. I mean, I just I, I don't know what to expect. I hope that UAB will be, you know, ready to play. But I mean, it's it's really easier said than done, man. You know, um, had the game won against the top team in the league and just the crazy finish. And unfortunately, just things didn't go our way. It was just UTSA's night. Um, but, you know, Blazer fans listening now too, like when you hear comments from Dana Dimmel talking about the parody, I mean, he's kind of right. I mean, you look at UAB, UAB lost to Rice, you know, just a few weeks ago. And Rice is turning out, you know, looking to be like one of the worst teams in the West Division. It's just it goes right back to what you just said, Adrian, that if, if you're not on your A game, any team in this league can be anybody. And I mean, heck, even going back a couple weeks for uh, San Antonio, you know, UTSA having a close one with uh Southern Miss, who, you know, we all thought was the worst team in the West. But, I mean, they, they go to Ruston and beat Louisiana Tech by double digits. So, it's it's so I, – I definitely do agree with uh, Dana Dimmel and his comments uh, in regards to the parity in Conference USA. Um, but let's let's talk about this 2021 UTEP team, Adrian. Um, you know, I spoke with you before the season started, um, I believe in week zero on um, my other podcast – and we, we talked about, um, you know, Gavin Hardison and about how, obviously, you know, he has the uh, probably one of the biggest arms um, in the in the country, to be honest. Um, but how he's, you know, just struggled in past years with just making bad, bad reads and turning the ball over um, this year. I mean, 16 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. It seems to be a little better, almost 3000 yards. But. What's what? What's the read on Hardison? I mean, obviously he's coming off of a career day against Rice, but but what have you seen this year out of Hardison? That um, would you agree with me that he's you know made some progressions to? Uh... Yeah, I would definitely think that he's made the progressions this year, and and I think that that's what he needed to do. He he's done up to this point, John, everything he's needed to do in order to you know really instill himself as a quarterback in this conference and that might be the most plain answer that you might get from me for Gavin Hardison but to be honest with you there's still a lot that we don't know with with Gavin Hardison I I feel Mm -hmm. like we still don't know uh, what his full skill set could be when it comes to um, you know throwing the ball for 40 times a game for multiple consecutive you know consecutive week after week that's what I want to see moving forward And, and that goes to the play calling I I wonder how much of the play calling has really impacted Gavin Hardison's play this year. In some games, he's throwing 30 passes and completing maybe, you know, 17 of those 30 passes. And the next game, he might only attempt 25. And now they've gotten to the point where they have to, they, they've been forced by it because their run game has just simply not come along like most people thought it would. They are forced to throw first to open up the run game second and with Gavin Hardison things like decision making his time the timing of his release those are the things that might need to improve moving forward I have no doubt in my mind at least as of now uh, late November that Gavin Hardison will be the starting quarterback next year but I also I also wonder if there's a part of Dana Dimmel that would love to have a more you know dual threat type of quarterback that he could throw in the system simply because that's what Dana Dimmel likes to do. And with Hardison, he just doesn't, he just doesn't run the ball enough. 
Yeah, and, and honestly, too, you know, going back to the last episode of Minor Talk, which, you know, guys, you can check out on Apple Podcasts, you know, just like uh, you, you listen to us, and I believe they're on Spotify as well. But one of the criticisms that somebody had on Minor Talk was, was the, the play calling was just so predictable. And do you think that maybe Dana Dimmel comes in with a different mindset this Friday, or do you think it's honestly just going to be the same predictable, uh, you know, run first and just the same predictable offense that he's had all year? Yeah, I, I think everybody every week, John, we're waiting for him to, quote unquote, open up the offense or open up some kind of play calling. And it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, this team is going to do what they've done from day one, and that is pass the ball, um, you know, run the ball, try to be balanced. There, what we're going to what you will see a lot of is UTEP forcing the ball to Jacob Cowling. And when I mean yeah. forcing, I mean, they're, they're going to run design plays for him. Some plays might even look like pick plays like they were called for in this game with a pass, offensive pass interference against Rice. Um, mm-hmm. You might see that those kind of things right there from UTEP. And on the other side, UTEP knows that they're going to get a very physical game from the UAB secondary just because that's the film that the film has shown it, you know, when defenses are way more physical with a standout wide receiver like Jacob Cowing, you've got to jam him right at the line of scrimmage. You've got to not be afraid to be as physical as possible. And if there's some laundry on the field because of it, you'll live with that. You just don't yeah. want Jacob Cowing to explode on you for over 150 receiving yards. That's the key to this game. Jacob Cowing and, and to see how he can get going. Uh, UTEP's run game has been absent from weeks, you know, week after week, all the way back. I mean, you could look all the way back to the New Mexico State game to start off the season. That's probably the last time UTEP's run the ball efficiently against another Division One opponent. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking at this UTEP offense to pretty much be the same as we've seen before, just uh, favor the passing game a little bit more. Yeah, and really quickly hitting on that run game, um, Adrian, you know, I did see where, I mean, you know, they had – a good bit of rushing guards against Rice, but when you when you put on the film, it, it is a little deceiving though because I believe um, a weight. Um, am I pronouncing that correctly? A weight. Um, oh, a watt, a watt, a watt. Sorry, sorry, a watt. Oh, okay. You know, he broke off a couple of uh, long runs, and that really just took up a, the chunk of the uh, rushing yards, at least in the Rice game. He, you know, this past week. Um, but would you say is that the struggling to run the ball? Is that just on the offensive line or? What, what do you attribute that to? I would say two things. One is offensive line just not being as physical as they could be. And I, I think the coaching staff would just echo exactly what I said there. And then mm-hmm. the number two off that one, it, it's it's a little bit of the play calling. It's the predictability that yeah. the fact that this, this uh, you know, opponents know that UTEP loves to run the ball on first downs when they're in a third and short situation and they bring out a different quarterback. Most opponents know, hey, that's their wildcat option. I mean, that's their wildcat offense. They never throw on this on this play or this, you know, you know, this kind of scheme. They never kind of throw on those downs. So that's where I would I would kind of really side with, um, you know, with this run game is, yeah, it's a little bit of, a, of the problems up front. It's a little bit of the problems with the play calling. And then you also have to talk about some of the injuries. I mean, Quadres yeah. Wadley dealt with injuries all season long, and he's barely being uh, thrown back in the mix. Deion Hankins has dealt with a shoulder injury, former all-conference freshman Deion Hankins, uh, and he's been pretty much sidelined or hasn't really played in many games this year. That's really hurt the minors because they love to use Deion Hankins as a red zone threat, and they're unable to do so this year. So a lot of different things have really hurt the running back group, which was really, I mean, you look on on the running back group on paper, at least, John, 
before mm-hmm. the season starts, that's that's one of the best running back stables in Conference USA, just uh, based on the versatility that they brought to the table. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Um, now now going real quickly back to uh, Cowing, you know, for UAB fans, I mean, you need to know that name, Jacob Cowing, an elite wide receiver. Um, as Adrian just mentioned, you know, 150 of, of reception yards per game. Pretty much. I mean, this guy already has over over twelve hundred yards, six touchdowns. And I just look just to clarify, and he is only a sophomore. I, I swear that he was a junior or a senior. So he'll <laughs> probably be back at least another year. <laughs> or, oh, he's um, gonna be back, John. He, and the, the word <laughs> around the, the word around the, the team. And I'll, I'll be honest with you because I was skeptical. I you know going into last week, I was thinking on a three game losing streak. Maybe, yeah. you know, on the fringe to making a bowl game. What kind of guys are going to enter the transfer portal and take advantage of the one-time transfer rule that we heard the NCAA pass this past um, summer? So how many guys mm-hmm. are going to actually take advantage of this? And word around the, the team is this team is together. This team loves each other. This team wants to stay with each other and at least run it back for one more year. So I don't expect many of the playmakers like wide receiver Jacob Cowing to leave this program and uh yeah mm-hmm. I mean 13 career 100 yard games for Jacob Cowing as a sophomore mm. I love that right there yeah it's it's weird you know because UAB didn't get to play UTEP uh last year that was just one of those teams you know in, in North Texas as well that we didn't get to uh face off last year so we didn't get to see Cowing we didn't get to see Hardison um but I guess who's another player? I guess Justin Garrett pops off too. Um, you know, he had a really good game against Rice. Um, but was there somebody else, maybe on the offensive side of the ball, that you know, other than those uh, three, uh, those guys that we mentioned earlier, that UAB fans might need to uh, keep an eye out for this Friday afternoon? Yeah, I'm really happy that you mentioned Justin Garrett because what he does is he puts a big target on his back and everybody keys on him, which creates opportunities mm-hmm. for UTEP's third wide receiver in Tyron Smith. Now, Tyron Smith had a really nice game against Rice. He shows up in spurts during games. He makes great catches. He's a small wide receiver, even smaller than Jacob Cowling, like a you know 5'10", 5'11", wide out, and they like to throw him in the slot. They like to run him deep. They like to uh, have him run these vertical patterns and I, I like the way that they're able to open up their offense with Tyron Smith involved in the game now it's about consistency with Tyron Smith because some games he'll give you seven catches and go for over 75 receiving yards but other games he'll he'll be quiet he might not even end the game with the reception so it, it's about mm-hmm. consistency with Tyron Smith and seeing if he could take it on the road well, switching over to the defensive side of the ball, Adrian, for this 2021 Miners team, um, it, it looks like, you know, obviously uh, Hayward, uh, Breon Hedward, Hayward is the uh, leading tackler with uh, 51 tackles. Um, but give us a couple guys um, for UAB fans to keep their eye on. I know heading into the season, uh, I, I can't, you know, I, I'm really bad at pronunciation, but it's uh, Praise Amu. Emma Woolley, or I'll let you say it, but I knew him. Almost there. You know, he, uh, you all, he, you're close, John. You're close. <laughs> I'm a Whaley. <laughs> I'm a Huli. There no, you kidding. go. It's a Mayhule. It's a Mayhule. Um, a Mayhule. There you go. And praise a Mayhule. It's probably one of those standouts that you're looking at. But, you know, he's had yeah. a little bit more of a quiet year. I'm looking at hmm. guys like uh, defensive end Jadrian Taylor out of Kilgore College. He could be a standout for UTEP in this game. He was somebody who nearly had an interception, was in and, and, uh, really you know, pressured the quarterback in a big way against Rice. He he uh, actually had three and a half sacks 
against a team like La Tech, which was huge for this this team. Uh, and then I look at you know other members. I, you mentioned Breon Hayward, leading tackler. I don't think I've seen a, a better pure tackler from UTEP's linebacking group um, since Aaron Jones, who plays for the Green Bay Packers, since his mm-hmm. brother Alvin Jones was a linebacker for the Miners and uh, led their team in total tackles his senior year. So I haven't seen a better pure tackler since Alvin Jones uh, that you know that I'm seeing right now from Breon Hayward. And then I love their safety, Davion Inyang. He's a hard-hitting guy. He was out the past several weeks. It really showed because teams like Florida Atlantic, teams like North, uh, North Texas, and uh, of course UTSA, they were able to throw all over the minors, and Davion Inyank not being back there it, you know, in the secondary for UTEP really hurt them. He's been an outstanding secondary member. Mm, definitely. Look forward to uh, watching him play, um, and hopefully not performing too well this Friday. Um, but I, I guess, Adrian, what do, you, what do you foresee happening this Friday? Because it does seem that you know UTEP you know, like you mentioned earlier, they had a three-game losing streak, but they were able to bounce back, get rid of that, and beat, um, you know, Rice by double digits. So it seems that they have some confidence coming into uh, Birmingham this Friday afternoon. But how, how, I guess you don't have to give a score prediction if you don't want to, but what, what kind of do you foresee happening this Friday in particular? Yeah, I think it might be close at first, John. I think UAB mm-hmm. – might struggle out of the gates early on, but I think the Blazers ultimately win. UAB always beats UTEP. I mean, the, the last time the Miners lost in this series, I think it came all the way back in the Mike Price era when UTEP actually won at that point. But I, I don't know. The The streak is not good for UTEP's favor. UTEP's lost five in a row against the Blazers. They just mm-hmm. never win in this game. They, they, that's just the bottom line. They don't fare well against UAB. They're they're just simply way too tough for them. And I, I think UTEP has the defense to make this one close. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure if the offense could give it a whole, you know, in another week and bring it another week where they can, you know, click on all cylinders. I still think UTEP plays them well and, and keeps it close. I just, I don't think they get the win. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, something to watch for too is just really honestly how that first quarter goes. If, if UTEP's able to, you know, maybe jump up early, kind of what Rice did, you know, a few weeks ago against UAB. If they're able to jump up 14 nothing or 17 nothing, I mean, put UAB in a big hole quick. I mean, that, that's that got to give the Miners a lot of confidence this Friday and protective. But um, I hope hope that doesn't happen. Um, but I definitely do agree with you that I do see this being a very tight, contested game. And I think it'll be a very low-scoring game, too. You know, being Friday afternoon, 1 o'clock Central Time, uh, you know, shaking off the, the the Thanksgiving dinner from the night before and just last game of the season. I think it'll be very low scoring and tight, um, but definitely look forward to uh, seeing what happens this Friday afternoon. Um, Adrian, thank you so much for coming on the Blazer Victory podcast to talk UTEP with us. We greatly appreciate you and Blazer fans. Keep an eye out for a minor talk that will drop later. Uh, are, are y'all, do you know if y'all are going to do it Friday night or – we will do it Friday. We'll do it after the game. We will okay. also uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it leading to the game when we mm-hmm. when we talk some hoops this week as well. So yeah, most definitely, John. Yes, busy time with basketball and football as you know it. Um, but thanks again, Adrian. Always a pleasure. Um, and Steve and I will be back probably Saturday morning uh, to give you guys a recap about what happens in the UTEP UAB game, and maybe we'll. Uh, Hopefully, maybe know where we're going to go bowling. Maybe not. Um, But, 
hey, UTEP's gone bowling for the first time in 2014, so you get, you guys get to have that discussion as well, Adrian. So, you know, kudos to Dana Demo on that team. You know, hey, it might you, hey, seven wins. I know you said earlier that some fans are complaining about it, but hey, taking that next step and getting uh, bowl eligible is a huge uh, step for Dana Demo in his uh, fourth year. John, it's November. In El Paso, we don't talk about <laughs> football in November. I can't believe we're talking about UTEP possibly going to a bowl game. They're going to a bowl game. They clinched it. They got seven wins. So, yeah, this is unfamiliar territory for everybody out here in El Paso. John, you do a great job. Thank you so much again. Thanks, Adrian. And, guys, we'll be back Saturday. Go Blazers.